This is Melcast 3.0. Thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Meltology is a monthly comics jam at Meltdown every third Tuesday of the month. Here's how it works. Show up at Meltdown at 7 p.m. and draw a page of whatever you want. At 9.30 p.m., we'll collect all the art, and there's a $3 printing cost. When you come to the next month's comic jam, you'll get a complete zine with everyone's contributions inside. There is no set theme, and all skill levels are welcome. The upcoming comics jam dates are October 20th, November 17th, and December 15th. Last but not least, Meltology contributors get 10% off their Meltdown purchase on the night of the event. Go to at Melt underscore Thology on Twitter or Facebook if you have any specific questions. Ask for Chuck. Comic-Con in a box, Loot Crate. This is a monthly subscription service where, because of their iconic partners, each box is packed with exclusive items. There are different plans to suit your needs, and when you enter the promotional code MELTDOWN, you get $3 off your crate. Check it out at LootCrate.com. Melt You, the school at Meltdown where they teach you the skills to make comic books. Some of the current classes include creating comics, drawing comics for kids, and the art of inking. Coming soon, there will be classes for short film writing, drawing basics, and kids make zines. Go to MeltComics.com and enroll now. Do you like to binge read your comics? Are you having trouble tracking down all the back issues of your favorite comics? The answer is Comics Fix. Comics Fix is a monthly digital subscription service where you pay a monthly fee and read as much as your heart desires. Go to comicfix.com and check it out. The first month is free. Other Meltdown programming. We have podcasts such as History of the Batman, weekly topic-based discussions about all things Batman, the Disney Click, where everything in the Magic Kingdom is discussed, and two new podcasts coming soon, Pod Sequentialism, and On Some Hip Hop Explicative, that starts with, shh, I'm not going to explain it. Video podcasts, such as Digital Lizards of Doom, that's Digital Lizards of Doom, Meltdown's very own YouTube show where Gabe, Dan, and uh, Gabe and Dan explore all aspects of pop culture. Come join us for our Grant Morrison signing this Wednesday, November 4th, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. He will be signing for his new book, Klaus from Boom Studios. Meet the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Grant Morrison. Grant will be launching his creator-owned series, Klaus, Wednesday, November 4th, 7 p.m. at Meltdown Comics. Klaus is set in a dark, fantastic past of myth and magic. It tells the story of how Santa Claus really came to be. Where did he begin? What was he like when he was young? Why does he do what he does? How does he do what he does? And what happens when he faces his greatest challenge? Drawing on Santa Claus's wilder roots in Viking lore and Siberian shamanism, taking in the creepier side of Christmas and characters like the sinister Krampus, Klaus is a Santa Claus year one. That's that. That's it. <laughs> Halloween episode. I'm stuck in the hallway! Aristotle, help me out!
Welcome to Melcast 3.0. We're in the hallway. H A double L O W double N spells Halloween. That was almost evil. That was very evil. <laughs> and now we're out of the hole. Yay! Now we're out of the hole and into your ears. To bring so, you our book club. Book club. Today's the first episode of our book club. The very mm. first book club episode that we've ever attempted. And it's Halloween and we are doing... The Long the Halloween. Long Halloween. <laughs> Perfect execution. Oh my god, that was so Thank you, epic. Aristotle. <laughs> I want you to just make that the soundboard you do. <laughs> oh, please. I mean, I like Roger Roger and all those show. too. So but we have a guest on we today. Brought in for this special episode. Hey guys! <laughs> we just all yeah, look at the guest. No like, introduction. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Do it yourself, kid. Throwing you into the lions. No, we have yeah. London on from the History of the Batman podcast, which is also on the Meltdown Podcast Network. Yes. Yes. Hey guys. yes. And uh, we thank you for coming on to the show today. No, thank you. Um, excited to have you on. And yeah. uh, we figured we'd just start early rather than just jumping right into Long Halloween and ask you, what are your Halloween plans? I will be at Kamikaze all weekend. You'll be at Kamikaze? Yes. Do you do you have a booth, or are you just going to be attending and like mingling and like running uh, around? I am actually going to be on a panel. Look at that! Yeah. Very nice. The first panel, so okay, Very but fun. So I'm excited. What's the name of the panel going to be? <laughs> it's Battle of the Batmans. Which Dark Knight is the best? Ooh. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So so <laughs> so uh, without divulging. Too much. Like, what can you give us about what that panel well, will be? Well, there will be a group of, let's see, eight. There will be eight panelists. And since Batman has been interpreted in so many different ways in all media over the past 76 years, we each have a different Batman. And we are going to discuss with facts, not just opinion, why mm-hmm. our Batman is the Batman, the definitive Batman, the best representation of the character now you're going into this knowing which batman's yours yes okay so <laughs> and i can tell you which one's mine okay Do which it. one's yours i have the animated series yes. i mean i feel like you could have said anything and i would have been like oh. <laughs> but, but that one's also an epic yeah, one. yeah you're gonna so. have a lot of conroy fans yeah a lot of conroy fans yeah so i'm excited so yeah if you're going or there. Now, how many? So, how many people are we talking in your panel? Uh, there will be. I can say which one. Which there will be a golden age, silver age, okay. modern age, Keaton, yes. uh, animated or DCAU, mm-hmm. and Nolan, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they just got one for. Uh, Kilmer, including the Schumacherverse. So, yeah. Oh <laughs> my God! That I think that's in there now. Too. I just want that person epic. to be drunk. <laughs> I just want to be like, you know what? It was the nineties, okay? We we're having a hell of a good time. We just didn't need a sure. Let's just have uh, Mr. Freeze like on ice skates. <laughs> You're garbage, Chris Bale. Can't even understand you right now. Oh my so God! So coming at me is like Schumacher's great. 
<laughs> That's my impression of what yeah. of what I want that to be. <laughs> so if you want that character to to represent right. them, because he sounded a little on the fence. If you're looking to recruit someone, I can be. Right. I don't know how that email thread went, but look, at look you kind of me on a panel. I, right I now. could make. I feel like I could make a a room of people laugh at at a character understood character that's trying to defend those but I can't even say the sentence that's trying to defend those films it's, they're they're funny movies they, they are, are. They it's are. more it's a, I mean they're an homage to the silver age the 60s yeah. one so I get it I don't think a lot of people do just because it was a big jump from Tim Burton's dark Batman yeah, that's Returns a, with penguin dripping that's and, funny because and, I, I can pretty cat woman then uh, it's like woo. Of all the like I comic book news and... articles that I I can recall in my memory banks, one of them was when Tim Burton uh, said, "When we were doing um, Batman and Batman Returns, what Nolan, what Nolan did, and like what what his approach to it was mm-hmm. very much at what we tried to do yeah. for for our time, right? And everyone." I don't know. Yeah, everyone so, like has kind of taken to Burton like he's a pinata now all of a sudden <laughs> just because he likes what he wants to and and does it and he still draws a crowd. I right. think every like actor that's like acted on a set is like only sung praise about him. Mark Wahlberg, uh, Johnny Depp is going after Tim Burton as much as they are Schumacher though. Oh, well. I well, Schumacher so. for sure, but yeah, I think Burton catches some shit. Sometimes, but yeah. then sometimes, sometimes. Mostly, I feel like for those Batman movies, but I, oh, I love yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I love them too. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Uh. So, <laughs> are you guys? Um. Oh, when so, is your panel? By the way, it's uh Friday at six in room five eighteen. So very nice. Come on by cool. <laughs> to hear people talk about all different types of Batman, which sounds so much fun and epic. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited because especially since I get to talk about the animated series because that's personally my favorite. Now, uh, is is this is this connected to history of the Batman? Like, is this uh, like considered? Well, it's connected to yeah, it's connected to history. Batman. It's connected yeah. to the podcast. So, yeah. like, I'm kind of repping meltdown. That's podcast. been like training you to like yeah, nail point exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's your training. That's my training. Um, <laughs> and then, did you hear of any panels that you're looking forward to for Kamikaze? I've heard of more of the main stage ones, which I know is weird, but the Hot Topic main stage has like great people coming on, like Graham Morrison and Jim yeah. Lee, and so, so and so that those. I wonder if he's cool. going to be talking about Klaus. Um, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely going to be, be talking happy. about it here. Yeah, for sure. Wednesday, if you missed the announcement, Wednesday he will be here uh, this week, and uh, he'll be signing for Klaus. Um, not not to be confused with like Dan Klaus, like he doesn't have Dan Klaus in it. He's just signing like books Klaus for with Dan Klaus. <laughs> yep. Dan Klaus could have like, it. hey, sorry, I'm glad that you guys like Death Ray. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Kamikaze. This so is random, Kamikaze. but I'm also yeah. excited for the Power Rangers reunion. What? Okay. Yeah. I didn't Go even on. know Original about that. Specify. Yeah. There's going to be the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. And, um, and like the original Red Ranger is going to be there. Austin St. John. And I'm like flipping out. Jason? He like never <laughs> yeah. shows up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's right? <laughs> so when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to 
you have to go see that. Right. Yeah. The, the definition of, of butt, butt hurt was me as a kid um, when Tommy shows up and it's just like, hey, I, I think I'm going to be the leader now. Because I was such a Jason fan, I was like, "That's not cool, that dude." That is exactly. We, we already have a leader. Thanks, too. man. I'm glad that you want to put in an application, <laughs> but kindly fuck off because I already have somebody that's the coolest. He's uh, he's he's in red, which is my favorite color. He has a sword. He's a T Rex. Like, dude, he is meant to be the leader. Just kindly piss off and, and never he return. Swoops on his like, girl too. He right. does, yeah. Like he was like, "Yo, Kimberly, what's up?" And then <laughs> Kimberly likes, "Oh, and then green." She's hey, like, "Oh, right. someone with a ponytail." <laughs> but then he turned into the White Ranger, and, which made him so much yeah, more epic. He was just so cool by he that was point. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, but, James, David, yeah. James, David Frank. What? Jason, James, oh. Dave, Jason, Jason. I don't know. David why Frank? Why do they all have three names? <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that about that era? I like love him so much, but sometimes I get his name switched. I don't even. Jason I, David Frank? He could be Ricky Bobby for all I care. <laughs> He's all hopped up a Mountain Dew. Uh, I'm going to come at you like Spider Monkey. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. That's. <laughs> Uh, what's what's with the cougar? Oh, there was like a bit that made it into the trailer but didn't make it into the film. He's like, concentrate like on your breathing. He's like, I can't concentrate on my breathing. I got a cougar on me. That's a lot of Will Ferrell movies. Though. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, but, Will Ferrell. Uh, speaking of panels, Derek. Yes. <gasps> yes. So there's a very unique opportunity that I am going to um, be fortunate enough to to sort of like be an ambassador of uh, Meltdown for uh, the CW um, hosts a show called Fan Talk um, with uh, Mr. Dan O as uh, the sort of ringleader that I've been talking to. He reached out to me uh, on Twitter and basically said, hey, Meltdown, uh, which of your staff wants to come onto our show and talk about the flash and you being such a great dc fan yeah uh (laughs) i would think that gaston would be like yeah uh, let's throw our dc kid but he was like i don't know does kimmy want to do it too (laughs) and uh and uh so yeah i was just sort of like i'll follow up with him and uh then there was like this huge thread of like so what's your street cred and i was like well i don't know if you know who green lantern is but sometimes i might put on his suit (laughs) um and then he was like oh tell me more and then i explained it uh very logical flow of information right now um but then uh he's like he's like so tell me about tell me about your thoughts on flash and stuff like that and um i hadn't seen too much of flash yet and i'm being 100 percent honest because i have but to i have to binge show. it no 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 i'm now speaking from a point of now i have all the knowledge okay because i did spend almost like 24 hours just watching flash <laughs> <laughs> i did and very I, dedicated yeah I, I was just like well if i'm gonna talk That's about about it yeah there. <laughs> it was, but it's, Full it's 24. easy like i i i just want when i can knock it out you know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. I, I, as my, I'm reading comics in a serialized fashion, I can't do shows. I have to knock it out, and I don't know if that's just because Netflix is like my go-to thing. But the first season of Flash is on there. You should all watch it, and then for whatever you've missed out on CW, go on to their main site 
and just watch. They 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 stream their oh, episodes and and they as, have all the episodes. Uh, no, not the oh. first season, but everything of this current season. So with the combination, oh, okay. you can you do can that. Yeah, them. and I don't know for how much longer they're going to have like episode one. I think I think it's it's probably going to be all of this season, like the episodes. But I'd just say watch it while you can, and if there's anything you missed out, because there's been some really awesome stuff. And so we're going to talk about that Tuesday. November 3rd um, and that will be streaming and where um, can you find it basically go to s- yeah I'll tell you where they are <laughs> uh, they're on uh, CW's um, main site and if you go to Fan Talk okay. that's where it will be streaming from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time and uh, I don't know I, 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 are you I nervous? feel no I'm not nervous um, but I I don't know. I, I hope that I can talk about Flash from like a, a, a good perspective. Yeah. And, and they were like, yeah, we want to get like sort of the comic side and like where you see it's going. And um, because of the last episode that uh, we saw, they introduced King Shark, which is this yeah. like man oh, yeah. shark guy. That awesome. So that was really cool. <laughs> and I had just found out that they like they spent so much of their budget on just making sure that didn't look like dog shit. And, and it he didn't. Does look it, epic. it looks yeah. awesome yeah. because Grodd is shown with like like really soft lighting, and they haven't right. like lit He's him. And I think that's shadow. yeah. I think that was like, perfect yeah. because for TV and doing VFX, it's kind of a trickier thing to like make it look rock solid. But because it was in the dark, it was kind of a bit of a cheat. But King Shark was like out in the day, right, and yeah. no one had a clue what was going on. <laughs> he just like lifts up Flash, and you're like, what? This yeah, is awesome. Right? Um, but he's from Earth too, right? It's uh, I don't I don't know how they're defining in the show, but he is supposed to for the show. The comics I can't remember, oh. but that's they're going to be. They asked me to sort of like look up this guy and then possibly yeah. talk about female Doctor Light because she's going to be coming into the coming episode. Yeah, so uh, I love the show though. I'm glad that yeah. I binged it and <laughs> and watched it because it made me appreciate the through line that they've they've done and. And uh, I really it's love just their such a really good with show. Arrow too. Yeah, Arrow is so good. Yeah, um, that's another thing that was. I was like, I'll have to binge that one because that one's even more like it's so like good. so much to it right now. Yeah, there's a lot going but, on. Yeah, so that's what I'll be doing. So make sure you guys uh, check out uh, basically CW site for Fan Talk, and uh, yeah, now we can get to what we've all been waiting for: the long <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> The long Halloween. (laughs) So epic. So, the long Halloween. Aristotle. Yes. Start us off. Uh, Well, if you don't know, the long Halloween is a Batman story that was told over a year, written by Jeff Loeb and art by Tim Sale. Uh, and it's incredible, and it was a huge influence on Christopher Nolan on his Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. Yeah, that's that. We have to get to that because that was the thing that when I read it again this time around, you I start picking up on all the. Yeah, I just I had no idea yeah. how much that also was apparent in Dark Knight, and I I feel like um, year one I knew. Like oh that yeah Batman Begins I knew about that but I just had forgotten how much the Dark Knight pulls from uh, this book this in particular book. yeah um, 
Uh, we the most standout thing in my mind, which is kind of like jumping ahead a little bit. I don't know for how yeah. how we're gonna go about it. Let's. But I believe let, in Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah, I believe in Harvey <laughs> Dent. Yeah, yeah. I, believe I believe in Batman. I believe in this city. It, it's making. Gotham it's city. asking you about. I believe um, in Jim Gordon. Yeah, who who do you believe in? Because um, getting into the story in London, um, if you want to kind of like take us off like through this, um, this book really asks you like what is it you believe in because the entirety of this book is almost a mystery in a way um with uh this veiled figure holiday right um uh so do you want to kind of like give your little like rundown on like the book and the plot without divulging too much without divulging are we gonna say spoilers? I feel like there's plenty of spoilers. I feel like we can, but just like a but, like a brief overview. Yeah, I mean, in general, the book it's it's a great series because it, it focuses on Holiday, who mm-hmm. for each chapter, for each holiday, from starting from Halloween all the way to Halloween in the next year, mm-hmm. he commits a murder, and so and Batman. Yeah, and leaves so, like a holiday tree, right? So and he leaves a little, yeah. So like for Halloween, yeah. he leaves a pumpkin, and so, which I loved. I those are like the best panels, yes. like especially the black and white, the and black and white, and then yeah, oh, those, those are, are amazing. amazing, right? So it's not even just focused on that, but then you get the like a really great look at the tragic. Harvey Dent story and then you get a great look at, at other rogues I think yeah. you get a really good look at the rogues gallery like you look at Joker which I love Tim Sale's Joker because his, and the crazy teeth yes, yes that and I'm I love Tim Sale's art first of all because yeah. I love his I love how he stylized Batman because I'm weird and I've talked about this to people and they're like they don't understand but I love the way that Tim Sale designs Batman's nose Oh really? It is like, like a button nose it is almost like a triangle. It's like a g- perfect geometric shape, but his nose is always <laughs> yeah. like a really awesome triangle, yeah. and it's like shaded and different things. And it's just I'm like weird. perfect, but no, yeah. But, so I think I, noses are hard. <laughs> I don't know why that caught my attention, but for some reason, in all of in every panel, his nose is for some there's reason. Nothing, that there's way, nothing so. about sales Batman that <laughs> feels um, generic. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It all feels very specific because I can remember um, growing up. I don't know if it's because maybe Burton, to me, Burton's Batman ears the, on the suit were mm-hmm. longer than I think at the time I was like seeing like Frank Miller's Batman, which is right. short, like right. very short ears. And for some reason that didn't cut it to me i don't know if that's like a freudian thing or what <laughs> but it was just sort of like i needed the long ears yeah. and and ears, the yeah. the longest ears i can think of is sales and uh long halloween i'm well, just oh and kelly jones for yeah. me oh yeah that's right they go to the ceiling <laughs> that's right i that's forgot true. about those um <laughs> i love that maybe i meant way. like the longest that's like a happy medium and i know a, a <laughs> but, little too much but no like tim sell like these ears yeah yeah, yeah they are the, perfect yeah they are but yeah, everything. Even his Catwoman is. <sighs> yeah, I like I love like... Catwoman so She's much ripped. in this story. She right. is ripped. Yeah, they're like always showing her in a pose that like shows off her back muscles. Yeah, right. She's just in this skin tight suit, and mm-hmm. she's it just everything. And her long tail. Yeah, 
the long, the wiry uh, whiskers. Yeah, yeah. So and her bracelets. It's the little details that I it like is. about Sal's work. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. and even from the like the trinkets that Holiday leaves to just the details and all of the characters, just the way the Riddler is designed and like how sometimes the the question marks look and it's just yes. every it's everything is there's so much detail just looking in the pages and then the story itself there's so much going on because you're dealing with the crime family and then you're dealing with the relationship between Batman and Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent and then you're dealing with Harvey Dent having family trouble mm-hmm. and dealing with that and and then just the whole story and my favorite is Calendar Man because I personally yes. loved when <laughs> Calendar Man came out and I and right. I I love the 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 Silver Age one where he has like all the <laughs> the numbers all over his suit like yeah. the really silly one like right. I liked Calendar Man when he was like that so then when this was a reintroduction yeah to, and it was to it, him. I thought it was brilliant yeah. for people because yeah. a lot of people don't know Calendar Man kinda, was <laughs> so yeah. random I didn't so, know who he was yeah so yeah. it's it's a, I think I this really is like one of the most defining stories that involves him yeah. yes and, and he's was, kind of like the Hannibal Lecter type of character oh, in they this. Def- which I yeah, kind of like definitely pull that yeah. from there. I saw a lot. Yeah. What I really like about the way that Tim Sale does Calendar Man is that it's like there's great detail, but when it comes to those Calendar Man panels, there's a like a a good lack of details. Yeah. Like a it's lot of super minimalist. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, just zoned in on him. Yeah. Which is cool. And then like the newspapers in the back, which yeah. I like. Right. I think an important thing to bring up about this when we talk about the reintroduction to Calendar Man and things like that. And you mentioned the Rogues Gallery. It's a really one of the f- first truly um sharp uh, portrayals of the rogues in a total sense of showing so many rogues because I, I try right. and think of books before that and there's probably a few where like two of them team up or something like that yeah. but this is like one of the first books where it's like let's include several of the rogues which is now that happens a lot with like stuff like Batman Eternal and we see that right. more but yeah. at the time that this book came out to show so many villains in yeah, one. but I, I think, think before- Oh. oh, sorry. No, but I think, <laughs> sorry, I think it's because of their, they're like showing the end of the mob scene in Gotham and then yeah. like the rise of like these costume villains, Yeah, which mm-hmm. was like the coolest part because before it was all mobsters and that's how like Batman's parents died. And then right. because of him and turning into like the Batman, even when they go to jail to see Calendar Man, like Gordon says, like, it's doubled since you've come yeah. here. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it is like, that's um, always the case with Batman. The better that he gets at his job, the crazier the villains become. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, uh, what's, what's another thing that's awesome to keep in mind is they, they took the direction, um, that Frank Miller went with, Batman Year One and expanded on that. Yeah, this was right. this is to be understood in the continuity of happening after. And and you, if you track Batman in Year One, the same Batman uh, is to be understood as uh, linear progression. Right. Um, and that's just really cool to me because I like authors that can pick somebody up. else struck lightning. Yeah. And then you carry the torch. I think that's the most important thing when you think about serialized storytelling is anyone can like hit gold and right. and it resonates and then it has its arc and then when it dies out, 
it dies out. But it. the people that can keep it going and, awesome. and, and not just in a way it's like, well, they had their amazing. time and like we're kind of doing ours. It's like, no, look at it as the same. I think of Jeff Johns. I think of somebody that's like, all this stuff was great. Uh, and I just want to show like what somebody else did that was cool. And I picked up on, I felt like that was an Easter egg they're leaving behind for me and they, they carry it through. And, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim sale, um, having this like really cool defining origin says, okay, what do we do now? Like what was left out of Batman year one? And one of the things that they key into is two face. Yes. And they give us an origin that I feel like is, worthy of like being the quintessential two-face story right this is like so many people's like it story for them um what'd you guys think of two-face this one is my favorite two-face story right and it's and i know it's influenced from andrew heffler's from like years before with i guess if you can picture it that iconic two-face uh neil adams cover and that story that kind of i liked that story before I read this because it introduced more of like the psychological terrors that he kind of goes through and how that plays into when he becomes Two-Face he kind of is almost that's that's where he was going it was like destiny it was fate and it's interesting because he always he has the coin and it's like he feels like it's it's either one or the other but with all the stories and I think after this when Jeff Loeb and Tim Sell did this it kind of shows that his his fate was just made for him to be two faced. Yeah, like oh, yeah. it was just. I, I think it's one thing when like a a comic book, um, they don't even re- they they don't foreshadow. It's just like so on the nose of what they right. are. But in this story particular, you start to see him do things before his transformation. That yeah. it's like he already kind of was two faced. He was he was he was wearing right. he was wearing masks. He was mm-hmm. he would be with Batman, he would be with Gordon, but then he'd go rogue and he'd try and figure it out on his own. Right. Which I mean Gordon and Batman are also doing but the way in which Two Face approaches it, which he is He was this, just going darker yeah. and darker. Yeah, and like you're even like, when they were in the stack of cash of uh, right. the Romans and, cash and he's and like, he If like, we were two other people, like yeah. we yeah. could take this mm-hmm. and Batman's like, We're not though. Don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I just think uh, the thing that I love about this story is is how much detail is put into Everything. each character's journey. It's not yes. just like uh, 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 glossed over because Jeanette, I said this to you like again when I was like sort of refreshing myself and just leaving it at a like okay I've I've read up. Um, again, I've read it again. I've read up online in case there's anything that I missed. And now I'm just going to thumb through it. And when I thumbed through it, I went, I remarked, oh my God. I, I, again, even in just like thumbing through it, I forgot how many like strong women are in this. Oh, yeah. Tons. And, and I was like, this is just like my, this is why it's my favorite because not only is Catwoman just so like perfect and amazing. And then even in like Dark Victory, she like gets another twist that you like fall in love with. Well, yeah. I do because I think it's just, I don't want to spoil it, but well, can and, I? And she, but she what? gets a, the dark, dark victory happens and then she gets her own. Yeah. She her, gets own book. her own Rome. book. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Rome. It's really yep. good. Yeah. yeah. But what? basically she, um, like Batman even asked her in long Halloween, like, why are you always like around? And then in dark victory, you kind of figure out that she's like the lost daughter of the Roman, right. which is kind of like a cool twist to that. Yeah. And, 
Um, but yeah, she's very strong, very awesome. She actually ends up helping Harvey Dent and Batman, and she's just very strong. And even Poison Ivy is very yeah. strong. I love the she's, way that Poison Ivy is portrayed. In yeah. Yes. She's just so alluring. She's she just like is. Ivy that's like, come yes. here. Like the perfect And then Ivy. And then Catwoman has to say Batman, because yeah. he's like, he opens <laughs> up his shirt, and, and it's an entire green. bush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just an entire, like, just bush it's of like foliage Ivy's just around just trailing in, like, every panel. And it's yeah. just, yeah. it's like I said, perfect. detail is crazy. Even like his narrative when he's like under her spell is like so perfect. He's mm-hmm. like, I see myself, but I'm just like in this green mist. And was it uh, Sophia? Uh, was it Maroni yes, or Falcone? Falcone. She, uh, she, She's wi- she like just when she grabs Riddler and starts squeezing his head. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't want to cross paths. With her. <laughs> no, that's one of the the, is... the portrayals I wanted to bring up though that I thought was. Uh, Strange for me, at least, because I I do like the Riddler. I don't know too much of his history and all that, mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting that he portrayed him as like such a, a cowardly squeak. character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, anytime that somebody takes on Riddler and they actually get into his psyche, because he is, he's all psyche. He's like right. he's thought he's a very kind of passive villain in a way, mm-hmm. but there's a lot going on that could be really fun. Um, if somebody would just go into it, and yeah, he is very cowardly because all he ever does is just kind of like guess all he, yeah, all he is is just riddles and like right, these things that Batman's like, okay, I, I thwarted it for you. If, like Batman, can figure but it there's out, a very yeah. egotistical like undertone. Like, oh, if definitely. if you if you there's a lot of like different sites or like things where people go into that actual like psychoses of the Batman villains and like whenever somebody brings up Riddler it's just that it's all about ego it's all about him it's about like I can trick you Batman and stuff like that it's just a game, whereas right? whereas Joker's Joker is chaos you that's, know that's what I like about the uh, I guess painting the difference between the Joker and the Riddler in this especially and that yeah yeah they're both kind of uh, love to mess with Batman but Joker kind of just doesn't give a shit and yeah the Riddler is kind of he cares too much yeah. right yeah, yeah. Because he he needs you to pay attention to the fact that he put so much time into it, mm-hmm. whereas the Joker's like, yeah, I just thought of this just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and when I think about the Joker's placement in this story, this story, it is random. So much of it, like so much of, of it is thought, yeah, yeah, is is thought out. And that's not to say that they didn't put time and thought into how to approach the Joker. It just feels the most free, the most. Uh, like he's just he's just kind of moving about the narrative, and um, he's in the most uh, almost like joyous time. Like, yeah, you know, like Christmas, Christmas, and New Year's. Yeah. So it's like okay, so yeah. they placed him, I think, in a in a good holiday. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why this with all of the rogues it works because each book kind of in a way focuses on yeah. one different rogue yeah. while still doing the progression of, of Harvey Dent to Two Face and then while still doing Holiday and it doesn't get confusing. Mm-hmm. You're not lost. You're you can follow it perfectly. When I think about Joker in this sense, I, I just think about how all of the rogues I feel like did get their attention and how easy it is to want to give Joker like a oh, lot of yeah. attention, especially now. Especially now, mm-hmm. um, he's just like he's just. I don't know if it was because of the popularity of the Dark Knight. I mean, you can you can say like sixty six. He's always been kind of right. you know like the quintessential like Villain. thing. But but 
with like this book, I felt like it was a very good balance, and Joker didn't yeah, he didn't overshine and uh, overpower. Yeah. And I think about Nightfall in the same regard. Like that's a Bane right. story. It features Joker, right. and it has a lot of different villains. But yeah. you don't get so like oh, yeah. there's too much of this. So some, sometimes it is very nice to take a Joker that is just like. In, in in stride that like it's a it's a he's proper like dose. They're like oh, remind you, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm here, yeah. but yeah, he's, he's not the main. And focus. it's not yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah, but I do like how he gets a little jealous in this one because of the holiday killer, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so he kind of goes crazy looking for the holiday killer too because he's like. <laughs> Batman is focusing all on you. <laughs> right. And exactly. He's mine. <laughs> yes, because they have that very special relationship. When was, when, was, <laughs> when was the first time that you guys read this book? Hmm. I think I, a, a friend actually introduced me to it um, yeah. a couple years ago, and I fell in love with it so much. I yeah. think this is one of my favorite Batman stories by far. Yeah. What about you, London? Yeah, it was like... Well, the first time I read it um, was probably, like, because I started reading comics when I was, like, nine. And then mm-hmm. I kind of stopped yeah. a little bit. And then when I was, like, 12, 13, 14, I got back into it. So I think that was the first time I kind of read them. and But I had to go, like, one by one because it wasn't in a nice, pretty trade paperback right. like this yeah. where it's all there. I had to go kind of hunt it down at the library. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but the first time I read it, I loved it because it showed all of the different characters. And I, and I love Batman's gallery, not just because there's so many and they all have their little quirks, but he's such a dark figure and then they're all bright. Yeah. yeah. This just the contrast of color yeah. I think is perfect for him and yet they're all, even Batman, they're all some type of crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> Batman is crazy. Yeah. It's just he decided to take it on the good side and then they decided to do it for bad. So yeah. it's always nice to look and to compare and contrast. But yeah, I read it a while ago and then I reread it and ever since it's be- I've like, I've probably read it like as a whole like at least five times and it's Bit, bit, has become one of my favorites. Yeah. I love sales art and I love Loeb's story writing. And so I started reading more Jeff Loeb books and really got into it. It's funny that you mentioned color because for me, and we talked about this when we talk about um, uh, sales work um, and uh, and just the color schemes that they did for the, the Marvel books. Um, for me, the, um, the, the color... Um, did I get that wrong? No, no, no. Oh. I, I was just saying, when do okay. you talk about color? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I the, yeah, the color books. Um, but basically, the color for me in this story, I understand that it was like this like dark, um, ethereal uh, feel. But I read it when I was young. I read it when I was like 11 or 12, I think. And uh, surprisingly, I feel like I kept up with a lot of the themes. I wasn't too, uh, 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 pun, uh, in the dark. Um, but I, I think about Miller's stuff. I think about the heavy use of blacks or the yeah. heavy use of, of white um, in contrast. And that made me feel like I was in a darker Gotham. This is... is oh, you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting for it. Um, this, this still feels like a dark uh, Gotham. But the the usage of like just a darker color versus black make made me feel a little safer and and allowed the theme to get darker. 
for me, if that makes sense. So, like, yeah. as I was a kid, it wasn't about, like, heavy, like, black. It was about, like, these dark colors, dark blues, dark purple, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then showing, like, a yellow moon or a white moon. And, and like, just the way that he's lit. Like, this is still a very bright grave that we're right. looking at yeah. when we look at Chapter 8, Mother's Day. It all felt very bright. It always felt like there was that high, high harvest moon. Mm-hmm. That's like we're in the middle of night, but everything's lit well by the moon, and it's still eerie because that's a moon up there, and that's really the only source of light I have. But it's not pitch black, and so when I think about that, it 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 was it it made me digest Gotham Gotham City more. It just made me feel okay with living there as the theme got darker and darker and darker and that's where the darkness was um right yeah that's and and i feel like the more that when um maroni and the falcone family when they got more into this because i don't know maybe you can help me out like was this our introduction to them or have they been mentioned previously well, they've been mentioned like previously, in, but it it wasn't as in depth as this. This is like yeah. the first time you really get a background or really them into the book. Okay, yeah, yeah because so. uh, it, it felt like I was seeing Gotham get larger in in adding this family to it. Right. It wasn't just like isolated rogues. It was like this whole network. It was like inserting like the Godfather to it and like all these people, the family, keeping it in the family and thinking about Gotham from a familial and sense. And like rival family. Yeah, yeah. And so Gotham got bigger because you because got more of, of the all story. The, the people in yeah. it uh, to me. And I think about um, uh, Scott Snyder mm-hmm. did that with um, his new 52 reboot when he introduced the Court of Owls. Right. Just oh, this, yes. this understanding of 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 gotham in a sort of ancient sense like the the city as it was being built who are all the people of gotham right and that's i love that um when it's not just our hero or the few villains but gotham is brought into it um yeah because gotham was dark and like grungy before batman like even became like so there has to be like that history and that story of like what's what even makes it so yeah dark. one of my favorites is the gates of gotham mm-hmm. that's a re- that i think that gives a really great focus on the wayne family and then just just the background of gotham itself because mm-hmm. you forget that i mean sometimes batman that's that's what he protects like gotham is that's the thing so when there's an expansion of any sort whether it's in the crime family or in the rogues or i i like when it's put like you can see the background of his family mm-hmm. and and then like you said you get to see gotham in like earlier years and see how it was before batman came to protect it and it it was something that existed and it's gotham's always gotham will always be an important part so i always like to see how creators interpret gotham because sometimes mm-hmm. they'll keep they'll have it really light in the background and you kind of aren't focused on it but then others put so much detail into the buildings and just the streets and like gotham has its own it's like its own entity it's its own thing now when i i think of uh um thomas and martha wayne mm-hmm. i i i try and draw um from books where they've appeared and like my my knowledge is lacking i just think of um their their presence in uh the dark knight trilogy and how they were these capitalists that were basically trying to help the city and that's right. the way that they were they were trying to lead by example yeah. publicly in the light and then they 
were killed. Um, in the pale moonlight? In the, <laughs> they dance with that devil. Um, do you, can you, can you maybe, what, what storylines do you think of with Tom, Thomas and Martha? Um, maybe not like Flashpoint, because Flashpoint is this no, whole other thing. that's a whole, that's, like. That's where they really get some time in the sun, but, uh, or the pale moonlight. Um, <laughs> yeah. A but lot, I. A lot of times it's, they're not, there isn't a big focus. I mean, I think I, my favorite story, at least with Martha, is, uh, in uh, whatever happened to the Cape Crusader mm-hmm. when I, after Final Crisis and he he is apparently dead and and then he has like this whole flashback with Martha and and she talks to him and he questions why or if he should be Batman and I love those stories and a lot of times you'll see that in a lot of different uh, alternate universes or right. or like memories and things um but yeah in the light there she's always a philanthropist or and he's always seen as this great doctor yeah and then um and in some stories i'm missing the title i'm sure it'll come to me there's like one line where they aren't the great people that they are and they are a part of they have like this kind of double life and they are part of the they like are putting like making the judicial system bad and but mostly you see them in kind of memories and hallucinations yeah. and yeah, that's you don't really I get a big it. focus because when i th- unfortunately. think about that because uh, we were talking about gotham in the state of gotham and with these families these crime families uh I think about how uh, if I think of uh, Thomas and Martha and I think about them sort of in the Dark Knight trilogy sense of they were publicly out there trying to lead by example and Gotham was not in a good state um, at that time, like before Batman, and it, it did eventually like kill them. Was that is that Gotham? Like better or worse than the Gotham with all these crazies now, like that is a very yeah. That's... Like was like should he have taken sort of more of the cues of of his parents and just like put more time and attention to Bruce Wayne, or mm-hmm. or is Batman the necessary? Is it the necessary thing? Is he? I don't know if it's the necessary thing for Gotham, but I think it's the necessary thing for Bruce. Yeah. I think it's more of not like that his Go- promise. Yeah, it's it's very personal. Him being Batman, he could really do that anywhere. Yeah. Let's I mean he can go if if Superman wasn't there, he can go to Metropolis or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think him his reaction to this tragedy, I think that really is just a psychological thing and it took a toll on him. And for him, he needs to avenge it in this way and in this shadow of the bat and the costume and do all of that. It's, it's for him. Yeah. He could be Bruce Wayne and do Wayne enterprises the right way and make sure it, it, and all the foundations and all the charity work and go the route of his mom and be that big philanthropist. But, I think he has to, there's just a dark side of him, which you see that in all the characters, really, in any of the Batman lore. There's some type of dark part of them, whether they're 
like good like Catwoman she's kind of the anti-hero you know sometimes she can be good sometimes she can be bad mm-hmm. and then yeah, and, and you'll see even some characters that try to reform like Riddler for a period of time he tries to reform but then he goes kind of crazy and he goes back to being bad and all these characters I think being in Gotham it, it makes them see it, see it seems like Gotham just represents that darkness just because all of these people in it there's something in them that like I said that, there's just something in the water it's, it's yeah it's just something that needs yeah. to manifest definitely yeah. so yeah I I mean yes Batman Gotham needs Batman but really in a way Batman's more for Bruce I, I always yeah. think and that he could go he could have went the route of his parents yeah. he didn't have yeah. to kind of go the opposite so <laughs> we, when we talked about um earlier about how this this film is just as much um uh food for thought um, this film when or sorry for the film for dark knight um sorry uh when this book uh when you're considering it um has just as much influence as year one did um i think immediately of the dynamic between batman commissioner gordon and two-face in this um let's Let's tease that out because I, I feel like we can go deeper than just well, oh, there's a trinity. Like what? Mm-hmm. What is it about the dynamic of the three in this book that that stands out? Well, also, well, going back to Thomas and Martha, mm-hmm. um, they're also like pretty, pretty relevant in this book. Like yeah. especially the dad because the dad saves the right. Roman, and yeah. like that's kind of like a big thing. And he's even questioning like if his dad didn't save the Roman, if like gotham would be like this right and then he's kind of just questioning being batman and everything too and i that's like one of my favorite parts of this book and it's just especially like after the poison ivy uh mist is going he's still going crazy and then when the scarecrow breaks out and he gets a little bit of the scarecrow mist he starts going crazy on mother's day and father's day yeah so he always goes crazy he does he does i i but but yeah yeah. i I, I brought up uh uh thomas and martha and also our trinity of batman right uh, commissioner and 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 harvey dent right um because as many people as you see in here um, trying to be villains, you see a lot of people trying to be heroes. Yeah, in right. this book, Definitely. not just Batman, and and um, just trust by itself is yeah. so hard to the kind because because the commissioner trusts Batman to an extent, mm-hmm. and I think Harvey Dent has a hard time trusting Batman, but he is giving a little bit, and then. I think it's all that kind, that triangle. Yeah, Everyone's trying to he wonder. He doesn't trust Den. Yeah, yeah. So yeah it's, at all. Right. So it's even though it's effective, and it's like you see, like that would be a strong dynamic within it. It's kind of very fragile. Yeah, it could break and, in an and instant. Batman, yeah. Batman trusts Gordon, but he doesn't. He can't bring himself to think of Dent as the sort of Allies. darkness that's right. in him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, anytime. They, um, you see, kind of Two Face when he comes from when he becomes Two Face, you see Batman really wanting him to come back to being Harvey Dent, or you see him really believing that he still has a part of him that can be Harvey Dent again. That it's not just half and half. But then once 
Two Face comes out. If it seems like even though it's split on the outside, mm-hmm. it's all of it. I think his whole psyche just turns. Now, um, <laughs> London, I would love to sort of get your opinion on this because, and this is just we're diverting just a tiny bit from uh, uh, Long Halloween to just ask you this question. But when we when we go this deep into the source material of Long Halloween, of Year One, of Dark Knight Returns, uh, I have a lot of people like ask me they're like man why can't the dc films be a little more like the marvel films there's mm-hmm. plenty of people who are also like no i'd love what dc does when they get it right but like when the source material is like this i just don't think that i think it would be trying to fit a square peg into a, a round hole to a degree you know right. what i mean this yes. is what the source material is we're talking about how dark this is as a source material, as as not just a studio trying to make everything dark and gritty, this is this is the you know the the characters and the and the, right. the aesthetic if, if that's been they established. Ever develop this into anything, whether it's animated, live action, or anything, I wouldn't really see it as as a light, fun right <laughs> story. Even with um, them developing the Killing Joke mm-hmm. in an animated movie, yeah. I th- I that should be. Dark yeah. as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I don't want shit. that to be. Yeah, yeah. B- like but for I, kids. <laughs> but I feel like DC does like the animated stuff super dark, and they yeah. execute yeah. it They're so okay. well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Their animated so well. series yeah. right now is is really On great. Point, yeah, always. totally. Yeah. But yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Some of these stories they should be cast in a, in a dark light. And some characters, like like Two Face. Yeah. I, I mean. You can compare with the Tommy Lee Jones Two Face, <laughs> and then you can compare with Aaron Eckhart's Two Face, mm-hmm. and I feel like they both represented different eras of right. Batman, and so I get that. But the the dark side of Two Face, I think that's that's what makes his character so interesting mm-hmm. because he was such the he's a district attorney, scout. right? Yeah. He, he was like the the good guy, and then he just turns completely bad. And that's I think that darkness needs to be focused on him. So when it's kind of played lightly for for, for characters like that, it's I, I can see when why. I when I think about um, when I think about uh, when I was reading as a kid, and I was reading uh, predominantly more uh, DC, but I was reading a lot of Marvel, like Spider Man, where the drama was in like. I don't know if I can lead this life of like being a hero and leading a normal life and right. like going on a date with a girl and stuff like that and like That's what things. I love about Spider Man yeah. though. He always has a struggle and it's like the simple like everyday things like, Oh, I have to get milk from Aunt Ma- from Aunt May or yeah. I have to get this picture or I have to yeah, like you say, go or, on a date or, or it's just something and then he has to try to save the city and tries to put all of it and he has so much stress. Yeah. And you can kind of relate to it because it's all of the stresses he has. Like, oh, I have that stress. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> trying to do it all. At a, yeah. at a young age, I, I knew that I couldn't understand necessarily um, all of the facts of the race riots and, and Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X. But I had a very light understanding. And then, and then uh, uh, the X Men metaphor. That yeah. was a a, an, a way for me to better, like, ingest that information then of right. what those two camps were basically talking about in an actual historical sense. So Marvel has all this, and I, I love drawing from that. 
but I can just remember when the shift came, like when I was, when I was younger of like, I needed it to be grounded. I needed there to be stakes. And because I had been exposed to so much that was like either a dark tone or like a larger metaphor for something else that when somebody was yucking it up and making a joke, I was sort of like, Oh, so like me, just, this is me personally. I don't go to comics to necessarily entertain, but to take the moral lesson. So when I, when I think of what filmically we're seeing build, I can enjoy Marvel because it is, uh, there's, there's plenty of, of, of jokes and things to entertain. And this is like a film, but wait, what? Yeah, I, I enjoy them. <laughs> I have I have less investment in this is them. The first time I, I, I have been said. I, feel like I have less an epic moment. I, I, right have, now. I have less in, uh, invested in them. But when it's when it's DC, it's like I want them to hit the mark because I think they all the all their characters are pretty grounded in tragedy. It's not yes. like hey, how do I get these powers? It's just very like at the time that I got my powers a family member also died or um or it came at like an immediate sacrifice that i still to this day can never get over and uh i don't i don't i don't know i just feel like um what was what i turned to you for like validation or someone (laughs) we we start talking about psychology and it's just like london just tell me i'm not crazy no Um, (laughs) no but i don't know if that's like a shared thought on your end or no, I, I, and I've heard the argument of Marvel being light and, and DC being dark. But, but like you said, some of these, all of these characters, no one came from a, a happy time. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and that's kind of the interesting thing of it. They all have their own story. And, uh, and now more of the recent books, I think ever since, yeah, ever since Miller kind of came in the mid 80s, yeah. it's, the the stories are darker and even and all and all the creators have their different ways and interpretations but you're still dealing in the end with Batman who will always be a dark character right even i mean and and at least now because in the 60s it it wasn't it didn't seem like it was anything different that's just how he was written yeah. it was yeah. it, it was it had to be kind of lighthearted because of the whole was the like comics code show. authority and them being like hey you can't do this and yeah. it can't be this graphic and you can't kill that guy and it has to be kind of not so this you can't mm-hmm. really yeah. dive into it you can't make joker that really crazy joker and that homicidal maniac joker but now I think, and and people, and like you said, maybe Joker is super popular because of Heath Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. from The Dark Knight and how he was portrayed. And we and we don't know kind of what Jared Leto is going to do with his Joker, but I feel like with all of the characters, that they, they all kind of come from a dark past, mm-hmm. and so with and that's a lot of DC characters. Yeah. Most yeah. of them, <laughs> something <sighs> tragic or something is wrong yeah. within their. You guys universe. have seen the the meme or the, the like, just photo collage of like whatever drug was big in the decade uh, of the Joker. Yeah, it looks okay. like they were taking that drug. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't I, seen that. You haven't seen that? Uh. Uh-uh. So for Caesar Romero's Joker, uh-huh. LSD was big, and you just it shows Caesar Romero, and he just looks like a product of somebody on LSD, <laughs> yes. a clown of that time, and then Nicholson. Is like just completely like pale white and like big smile and like 
glassy eyes. What is, drug was that? Is is uh, cocaine. Oh. <laughs> and then like, and then heroin for Heath Ledger because he's just like oh, so shit. like, like zone out. Yeah, <laughs> and just like not smiling at all, and just kind of like overtaken by messy world. and like hair. And then it's meth for Jared Leto's like Jared. teeth, like smashed out, like big smile yeah. like yeah so yeah. it's just weird that it's it was like so sense. spot it's on going it's darker so... and darker and darker yeah. it's descending into and, these and weird maybe drugs dc at least with how within the comics or within their films maybe they they want to keep it dark i don't know if they would go back to a lighter tone yeah i'm not sure i don't really know how well, the, the cinematic TV, universe I mean, is going so. flashes flashes being kept very yes you know that is light. a really it's great example of it's yeah. it being light enough it still has its serious oh, moments yeah, and definitely but of tragedy but yeah. i think everyone could watch it yeah and that's and that's the balance that I think in a business company wise yeah. is good. I just think we need to like, I don't know. We just growing up. I can remember like being like, Oh man, why'd they have to die? And it's like the parents, like you just have that talk with them. Well, you know, sometimes people die. I mean, we sat through Lion King, like Simba, <laughs> like goes through that. Like, Ugh. like I feel now nowadays it's like, Oh, we can't show like a Disney character dying or we can't do this. We can't show. Cause they never die. You know, it's I like think that because but we there's say that always, so much. Oh, but there's sorry. A, uh, but for Disney, I don't know. There's always someone. Someone's dead in Disney, and sure. feel like someone, like a parent has died or something bad happens. Like up, the first ten it. minutes is like the most uh, depressing. Yeah, of up, like, up is sort of a <laughs> up is a and, new and, right. But you know what I mean. It's just yeah. I think for just storytelling in general, having something like that happen, yeah. it just kind of gives reason for whatever happens yeah. next. So it's kind of, but and yet Disney is Disney. Yeah. Disney. Yeah. When you think of Disney, you think of bright and think of Disneyland, and yeah. it's all and, and which go to death and gloom land. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Mr. Toads is pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a small world after all. By the time I'm done with that ride, <laughs> in Stockholm, red. <laughs> But I think also because everyone is saying that, I feel like Disney is trying to push that. Like, even with now, like, Jessica Jones and, like, the, mm. the oh, tone yeah, that, that we're yeah. taking so with dark. that. It's it super dead. dark. And totally. even that the fact that they're going there, yeah. like, I and think they're trying to get out of that stereotype. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But I, is it... Even with Daredevil. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, that that kind of, yeah. And, like, like is, pushed the beginning is, of the darkness. It, yeah, it which totally did. Is, is Daredevil... So <laughs> I, I feel like right? Daredevil yeah. is setting the actual tone right. for all of those characters you just said. Um, the gritty for, street level fight. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, for them. In a way that maybe Flash is trying to now tweak it to be like, I'm setting this like happier tone right. for a lot of the other heroes that... Maybe we don't necessarily need it to be dark. For instance, because Green, Green Arrow is pretty dark. I was Green just going to say because yeah. personally, I I I haven't watched a lot of Arrow because I figured when it first came on, I saw it. I'm like, oh, they it's, don't have Batman, yeah. so they're going to make him dark. <laughs> yeah, they are. And so I yeah. was like, I but if you notice, like, like and I now think he's Green Flash Arrow. Is, yeah, he yeah. is. That's I so, think that's a mark of like Flash just kind of pulled him into it, like a. A happier feeling, like which to me, like I, I'm glad that Arrow has had success. But when I think of Ollie Queen, 
I think of somebody who's like always making like wisecracking yes, remarks. Exactly. He's, he's the Robin Hood archetype, and he's just kind of. And kinda... so when I saw him like like Batman, I'm like, no, because I I think of Ollie. Yeah, he's Oliver. Yeah, I yeah. want Ollie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, that's how it is. And so I'm 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 happy if they can like sort of like pull that in. And they've been alluding heavily to Green Lantern. They talk about Coast City a lot and yeah. just like, oh my God, here it comes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like even though he had a like tragic past with like watching his dad explode, um, he doesn't, his, it's not so seated in darkness. I mean, one of them did find his girlfriend dead, chopped up in her fridge. That's pretty dark. Yeah. But I still <laughs> think it doesn't, he's, he's, he is a luminescent character, so it doesn't need to be so dark. Right. You know? right. It's um, just like horrible things happen just in like every DC story, yeah. but he takes it like yeah. hard. He takes it cold. Or what the fuck? What? Huh? What he descriptive are you looking for? Lighthearted? Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. But I, I, I took this venture into tone, not to distract, but because I feel like with a book like Long Halloween, where... It makes you, sense that these movies are so dark. Yeah. yeah. And well, and just... And this really does make you think about tone. And and and, and um, it, it definitely hits a specific tone, even if it's not as dark as Frank Miller's, but still contains some. Uh, I, I definitely feel like if, if you're studying... I mean, geez, I feel like any more with the amount of comic book movies that are being made, scripts that are being written and things like that. If you're studying a story uh, that good storytelling is done, a good aesthetic is shown, Long Halloween is that because of of the specificity it hits and and the things that are recreated from what we've already seen. Um, yeah. it's, it's taking source material and it's embracing it uh, for what it can be and what it has been and not just um, sort of going the same direction as um, it's 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 owning up to what well, what would I do if I was in creative control of it um, and what could I build on what's already been built uh, that's that's all I really have more to say about uh, <laughs> Long Halloween I feel like I'm Forrest Gump and that's all I really gotta say about that let's talk can about we, holiday yeah can talk we, about holiday uh, as a well, as a figure, yeah, I was gonna. I I'm not as versed in Batman history, so I uh, uh, I've not seen Holiday anywhere else. Am I wrong? No, you're you're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's pretty I, contained. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But who is Holiday? We haven't are we, we haven't we given gonna, that, spoiler. Do that spoiler. I don't think, I don't feel like we, we should. I don't feel like we should. Just, just because we have to assume what that the, the listener has already read it yeah. because we did say to read the there's, book. There's yeah, some. It is a episode. book club. Yeah, that's true. And it, we're far <laughs> enough in where we can just say this point on. It's, it's all spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, can we talk about someone else then? Sure. Can we talk what? about Gilda? Is that how you say your name? Is yeah. The, the well, we just teased. We just teased. Do we want to? You're still talking about her nonetheless. Well, I feel like you're, we're going in the same place. So let's just say that Holiday is um, the Roman son, right? It's multiple mm-hmm. people, actually. We- it's Gilda, the Roman son, Alberto, mm-hmm. and then also Harvey Dent. Yeah. Because Harvey Dent tries to kill Alberto, and then Alberto takes over. Yeah. Right. Killing. And the bodyguard. 
the turns body- out to be Batman. What? Bruce steps in. Bruce is <laughs> pretending to be a bodyguard for when? the family. Did you miss that? Yeah. He takes a few. Yeah. I did miss that. Where it's, the hell it's, was that? It's pretty, it's not, it's, I don't think they spend a whole lot of time on it, but yeah, he was posing as a bodyguard. He was? For the family, yeah. Oh, in the very beginning? Like in the wedding? No, towards the end. Towards oh, the end. then I definitely missed that part. Yep. Mother F. It's okay. <laughs> There's so much. This is 13 there is issues. There's a lot. When I think when I think back to really either one uh Marvel or DC in terms of like big books, you don't get like too many like long arcs like that. It's it's no. usually 12 or like seven yeah, or something is, this, random. There's 13. This 13. is like good long. Yeah. Right? It's ah. it's fitting it's for it's fitting. like Halloween yeah. and like what what the significance of that number. And I like how all the chapters are like the holidays. The holiday, yeah. 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 And yeah. I like how in the beginning the pumpkin is perfect and at the end the pumpkin's it's all, all rotten. Yeah, it's yeah. all rotten with like worms and everything. And even, like, even holidays that you think are going to be lame like Mother's Day and Father's Day, you're like, okay. Like, but, oh, then it, but they're epic. But then it shows like, <laughs> Even yeah. Independence Day is epic. Yeah. <laughs> even Labor Day and you're like, it's Labor Day. Like, <laughs> what, what are you, what are you do doing? On, why are you working on Labor Day? Oh, and also one of the holidays is Roman's birthday. Right. Which is cool. Which holiday? The Roman's birthday. Which holiday is it? It's towards the end, like when Marconi goes to court to go rat him out. Oh, I just couldn't remember which birthday. Roman holiday. Roman holiday. holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome cake. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of awesome cake, they have awesome cake downstairs for the Meltdown show. What? How did we not get any? This Wednesday's Meltdown show. Oh. It was, uh, yeah, it's five years, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that cake is looking <laughs> yummy. Is it going to be big and epic like the Romans holiday? Hey, I I hear. I hope Batman I hear a little someone coming up. <gasps> oh, it's my boss. Oh. It's not Eddie. <laughs> I was expecting Eddie. I know. Where is Eddie? Hisami, hi. Hi. You can open the door. Come on in. He's what did we want to know? Yeah. yeah. He's just down there doing computer stuff oh, super serious <laughs> super serious, super serious. <laughs> well i needed to go bathroom i know you don't need to know that but, <laughs> but all the listeners now know yes <laughs> that was hisami she works here at meltdown uh, she needed to use the bathroom and she wanted you all to know <laughs> that's it that's it all right <laughs> bye hisami this bye. has been a hisami bathroom break <laughs> Brought to you by Voice in a Hallway. It's the Voice in a Hallway. <laughs> Bathroom break. Oh my god. That was quite an ad. That was quite. <laughs> I only do one. <laughs> Maybe two. So are we just not doing this without Eddie? Or I guess so. Uh, listeners at home, Eddie did tell us that he was going to join us at some point. Uh, but he uh, is, it, I guess, dead. That's what Hisami was telling us? <laughs> yes. That's that, exactly. That it, if we thought Maybe he was downstairs. Or what if he was just dead this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> There's never been an Eddie. No. He's a ghost. He haunts a Meltdown. Ghost. <laughs> Halloween. What are you gonna be? Black Canary. Aristotle. Topical. I'm actually not sure. 
How do you not know? I uh, just. I thought you were gonna be Ant Man. Pass. Pass. By this. Move by no. this point, he'll have. What are you gonna be? Have that one. Skip. What are you gonna be? Oh, just because uh, if you're, my regular self. If you're gonna be a kamikaze. Uh, well, yeah, I. Well, it's all. I'm always representing Batman somehow. Right. Yeah. So, but I don't go full <laughs> cosplay. Are you gonna party anyway. at Kamikaze or are you going somewhere afterwards? I might party at Kamikaze. Like do I said it. earlier, I, I might try to do the Club Nokia thing, and that should be fun. Yeah. But all weekend, if I, I'm hoping I have the energy. <laughs> you can it. have it. Just, just drink a monster ask, and you'll be good. Ask yeah. the universe. Ask the universe. I, universe, I, I need, need some energy. all of the energy. Um, <laughs> I, I am going to have, uh, like, the first party that I've ever thrown being a 25-year-old. Because I was always just like that, like, college, like, bachelor. Like, I'm just going to attend parties. I'm never going to throw one. <laughs> and so this is the first one. And but it's, why would you want to throw one? Because you have to clean all that stuff up. Because uh, it's, it's time. I feel like every person needs to throw a party <laughs> need, at need some point. Adult things. And, like, a <laughs> Halloween party, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll dress up in my place, have alcohol here so I don't have to, like, call an Uber when it's expensive Smart. or, like, drive. I was just like, yeah. Let's let's do this now. Because Halloween in LA is crazy. Yeah, you yeah. pick and where so, you're gonna be, and you don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty that's, much, that's our, our, <laughs> you're stuck there for several yeah, hours. You are. Yeah. I, I have an interesting roommate situation in that one of my roommates is a friend from college. The other is my sister, and the other is my girlfriend. So. Uh, one of which is going to be dressing up our dog um, throughout the night in different clothing. Which one? Uh, starting out as a princess, even How though cute. he's a boy. And then, uh, a pretty I think, princess, though. I think we have a, a biker jacket from him <gasps> that might fit. So he's might. just going to be like Sons of Anarchy style? Yep, <laughs> after being a princess. And then, and a, then a devil outfit. Which what if I feel like it's a little sacrilegious, but whatever. You should just combine the three and make it a devil biker, biker princess. Biker princess. Dude, please do that. From Mars? Yes. <laughs> I think we just found our next comic. <laughs> Down. Let's devil do this. <laughs> biker princess from Mars. Sick. Wait, what are you dressing up as, though? I'm going as Drive, the driver. <gasps> Do you have the jacket? Oh, I have the jacket thanks to Johnny Brilliante. who has oh, been on our show. Yes. And he also gave me the gloves. Did he really? So I have the pants. I have a plain white t-shirt. I bought some nice boots. Nice. For, uh, that were Did just you bloody cap- it up? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to bloody it up. I yeah. think I might just bloody it, my face up. And then, oh no, I'm not, dri- I'm not bloodying up Johnny's like drive jacket, but then no, I, the knuckles, you're just your knuckles. Yeah. But I think I'm going to bloody up my face and then just carry around the hammer. You got to do the there full thing, go. man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you got to bloody up the jacket. <laughs> the rest is not legit, but I don't know if poor, Johnny would be too Johnny. stoked on that. No, he told me to live it, live in it, have some adventures. And when I was actually <laughs> driving, for my other job did you speed up I, a little well i speed all the time now in that jacket and those gloves are you kidding me i take corners like so sharp i love that you idea. actually drive no no, in no. Them. yeah yeah i'll 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 show up to people like because i because it is essentially that's what the job is is driving i delivered to a house and there was a woman who was I, i'm not kidding face down on the ground no way drunk and she was just like, somebody at the door. And like two of her friends like show up and they're like, she's just had a lot to drink tonight. <laughs> and, and they're oh trying to pick her up. God. She's like, don't pick me up. And I'm doing this in this 
drive jacket. <laughs> and they're just like, well, don't you just look cute? And uh, and she's still passed out. And I was just like, Johnny, I hope that's an okay enough story. That's a great adventure story. <laughs> so, Can you please wear the jacket and gloves here too? Yeah. I'll show up. Do it. I'll show up. Oh, are you guys having a Halloween party here at Meltdown? The Nerd Melt people are having a very exclusive shindig because mm-hmm. uh, for all of you that are still listening to us, uh, we will <laughs> not be open uh, past 6 p.m. Oh. today. So if you're listening to this now uh, and it's past 6 p.m., we're no longer open. Oh, wah, wah, wah. So, Go somewhere but. else. Come to my place in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> Yay! Where there's a mixture of no really any other 20 year olds but plenty of like families with tiny kids and like very elderly people i definitely want to get drunk <laughs> which is like then. the perfect place for a party to be thrown <laughs> hashtag just kidding yeah. <laughs> but oh, your neighbors but are gonna hate you I, we i have a, a girlfriend who's very versed in etiquette and has drafted a a a, a, a flyer to go out that says we're going to have the hours before the party be dedicated towards the kids that are in the unit want to come up. And since this is very unconventional, like living in an apartment for like really young kids, they can stop by our unit and like take candy from us so that between the hours of 9 PM and 1 AM, they'll be nice and just understand that this is like shared space and we don't throw parties that often. But so. it's Halloween, it's so Halloween. just understand. Yeah, so just go to take it, take something that'll make you go to sleep <laughs> and, and wake up just at take that several hours later. <laughs> it's um, Saturday, bros. Yeah, so that's that's our Halloween plans. Um, Let's talk about guilt. Guilt. Gilda. 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 In the book. And uh, whether or not. Uh, I I don't feel solid in in my being able to answer who holiday is. Is there a definitive answer as to like official the official timeline of holiday? Well, I I kind of have it. I totally wrote it down. Is that weird? So Gilda, she killed after the wedding, and then on Thanksgiving she killed the four guys who confessed, and then she killed the bodyguard Milos on Christmas. So those are the three people that she killed, and then after that, I think. It was Harvey Dent that tried to kill Alberto, and then Alberto killed Malcone in jail. Maroni. Maroni, yeah. sorry. Maroni in macaroni? jail. Macaroni? Macaroni with yeah. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he killed macaroni with cheese. Yay! Because yeah. he was lactose intolerant. Fun shit. Uh, so you are, after giving your reading, saying that holiday is more uh, total? Yeah. Like... Uh, presence than just one singular person. Like one person with like a mask. Yeah. It's a uh, yes. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair reading. Which is kind of fitting with all of these characters in here. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. would almost be kind of a bummer if it was just one person. They have. Yeah. They all have. <laughs> right. It would. <laughs> they all have their own objective that I don't think any of them really achieve because there's too many objectives right. flying around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is just like one. One person steps in another person's plans, steps in another yeah. person's. Because at the end, Dent tells Batman and Jim that there's two holidays and they're like yeah. confused and they're right. just like, whatever. Well, of so, course, Dent would because he's always thinking double now. Right. Yeah. And that's what they think. They're just like, he's just accept or obsessed with the number two. Right. Yeah. But. And 
dun, dun. I think the book, like, definitely, like, it, it has its, its um, climax, but I, I had forgotten how much of the book is a, like, soft denouement, to use a theater term, uh, <laughs> of, of just, like, Two-Face, like, it, it just ending with Two-Face, like, def- like, 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 still pondering who am I now as this two-face like individual and his wife. Like, I think it's like, I think having her at the end really makes you think of how is she seeing him and how she sees him is sort of like a, what, what we're meant to see. It just makes me sad because if they would have just talked about (laughs) like saying, Oh, I was a holiday killer. Just like they would have been together. Just like the flash. Like why doesn't anyone just tell Iris, yo, Barry's the flash. And she'll stop being so reckless. <laughs> Even Eddie was like, oh, you're the Flash? Oh, I'm not going to go shoot myself. Uh, oops. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Moral of the story, the truth will set you free. Yes. You know, if you're helping your husband out or your boyfriend or your love interest, just, just tell them. Tell them. <laughs> yeah. You know. Shit, communication is key. Yes, <laughs> that is the lesson of the long Halloween. <laughs> communication. If they had all just talked it out, yeah. no one would be dead. <laughs> they well, could have just celebrated the holidays instead of, you know, yes, mass murder. But with, then, where would the fun be? Exactly. <laughs> then, would when would we have found an excuse to put a rubber baby nipple? On, on a gun, on a gun. gun. <laughs> as a silencer. Does we that wouldn't. actually work, though? I don't know. Let's try. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It's pretty muffled. <laughs> I'm glad that you had a baby bottle nipple <laughs> handy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a whole backpack of them. That's don't ask. Uh, Happy don't Halloween. <laughs> but just keep. I moving. do. I do like the ending with the uh, calendar man and Alberto in. Uh, like both facing each other in their cells going yeah. off on the different holidays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um it's it's a very complex story. There's so many different personalities and yeah. it's it's a great even though it's so I feel like it's complex, it's a really good read for someone who's just getting into Batman comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think and especially since these are his early years and coupled like a, with year one. Yeah. I would say read that first yeah, just to yeah. get read the full first. appreciation. But, but if you for could some still reason jump in. they see it on the on yeah. the shelf, they should pick yeah. it up. Yeah, I put that in I, I put that in league I put the two in league with each other. Right. Uh if you're if you're doing that, but also um hush is a very hush, contained yeah, this yeah. this this and this felt Which not also not that yeah. it feels a little more accessible than Long Halloween. Long Halloween has a lot of complexity. Not to say Hush doesn't, but right. they're both a very like sort of contained feeling book. Right, right. Um, and I like I personally like the idea of holiday in the story and how it's several people and how they all have different motives and things yeah. like that. And and Hush is a cool character too, and they yeah. developed him really well. But I like the fact that. That it's just not one person because usually you're going after the bad guy, but the bad guy is kind of everyone. Yeah, if you think about it, <laughs> like Batman, you're, you're almost coupled with them. It's, it's, but yeah, it's it's crazy how many characters are in here and yeah. how much attention they give to the characters. That I feel like everyone has the right attention. Like I said, it's not a lot on Joker, but mm-hmm. it's enough. And they show Riddler and they show Poison Ivy and Catwoman has a role and. Everyone plays their part, even and then yet in the end, everything 
you feel like it's answered, all of your questions are answered, but then you think about it and you're like, no, it feels kind yeah. of like you decide kind of what you want it to be in a sense, even though they tell you, you, you kind of have that feeling like, oh, well, I can interpret it this way because all of these different characters did this and I like books like that. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like when I, I sometimes when they just just tell you. Yeah. You can yeah. kind of think of it on your own, or I like. I like. I like thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I like thinking. speculating. Is Using the, the brain right. feels yeah, nice. Exactly. <laughs> I do have two questions. Like not being super knowledgeable of like the Batman universe. I've never heard of Solomon. Solomon, Solomon Grundy. Grundy. Was he like I a character like his, before? Uh, he was actually yeah. he yeah, was, he's been around yeah he's, he's been, been around. around for a while yeah. and yeah. then also the mad hatter i'd never heard yeah. of him either yeah oh yeah he he he's been around for a while too and based off of alice wonderland and and through the decades and they don't use him a lot and i think he's kind of he he's a very interesting character but he's gotten darker and darker yeah. which makes me think about the conversation about the movies and interpreting from yeah. the books it's like the books I think are going to stay in this kind of dark type of yeah. which they should because I it's think awesome. it's yeah and so that's why I think the films it's just if you it's hard to try to compare if you want to DC and Marvel because they, they their stories and the way they want to approach them are different but I think they should kind of keep like I said I would not want to see them lighten up as, this as story. much as we've talked about that though when you stop when you look at um, Snyder and Capullo. Capullo has yes. been doing the art in a way that this feels yes. like a very bright Gotham. Yes. I love his the purple colors. ghost Batman. Yeah, yes. but the he's Gotham's also he's using yellow and so orange cool. a lot for the colors for Gotham. Mm-hmm. Almost like every fight happens or at least ends by um, dawn. By yeah. dawn, it's almost always happening at dawn. Is, is, is and really um, cool. and now we, they've introduced, which I don't think they've done too much with yet. Mr. Bloom, Bloom, yeah, which is just a very happy-looking villain. Flower face. That's right. yeah. That you're like, uh, I still like, feel okay. uneasy, but it's a very bright uh, character. And then also as well um, in the Dark Side War, um, the issue that just came out this week, <laughs> um, which I had to just say, Batman um, in the Mobius chair confronts <laughs> Joe Chill, and it's pretty sweet the exchange that they have. Um, but yeah, so I would say definitely check that out. That was me sort of fitting my pick of the week into <laughs> this discussion. <laughs> Good job. Good segue. Into this uh, thing that's about the book club. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, job well done. Thank you. I just had to mention it because London's here and it's a pretty big week for Batman being that he's in the Mobius chair. <laughs> How does that make but you feel? I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be in the Mobius chair? No, it's a curse. It is? Yeah. What is the Mobius chair? The I'm Mobi- unaware. The Mobius chair was... Um, Isn't that the one that Lex Luthor was in? N- yeah, well, yeah. In the Gods and Monsters? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You picked up on it. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's basically the Mobius chair. Um, Metron, the new god, Metron, oh. uh, sits in that, and he's basically all-knowing there. He he sees everything. Um, and Is he a bad guy, though? Or is he good? Or just he just knows everything? It's it's that like a kind, seer type of thing. yeah. It's that kind of like when you know everything, you're arrogant, and 
you aren't seeing this sort of fallacy in the fact that no one should be in that chair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like you're just, just so blind with your knowledge so big. that you you can't see yourself. You're seeing everything else and you don't see that you should leave. And there's a point where Alfred's like, yo, try and get up out of that chair. And Batman's like, I can do it. Uh, no, he can't. I'm bleeding from like my face. Oh, shizzle. <laughs> yeah. So, how long does he stay in the chair for? Uh, he's he hasn't left. Is he still in it? Oh, yeah. He like even when he, like Alfred's like, here's your food, and he's like, I don't need to eat. This chair is like sustaining me. He's like, are you sure, or is it feeding off you? But yeah, oh, check that episode check, or check the issue out. I'll have to definitely check it out. What yeah. was it called again? It was The Dark Side War. Uh, this is issue number one standalone of Batman uh, for the Justice League series. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Tomasi, it looks awesome. Tomasi Batman actually it. looks really rad. I like the yeah. the white glowing Batman signal on him. Yeah, he's he's pretty rad. Yeah. And then uh, in Justice League 3001... Not to further digress into maybe possible <laughs> pick of the week, uh, DC, but they showed Jump um, in the shark. They showed they showed <laughs> um, this like robotic Batman that looks basically like uh, the Warner Brothers uh, Batman mech suit that they're doing for Batfleck. It looks uh, the same thing. It's like the what? the like dome like head with the just kind of very small pointed ears, Glowing and then eyes. yeah, and then the like the like shoulders that are just huge um and then the glowing his symbol glows exposed so. mouth uh it's like a helmet basically no exposed mouth oh. but it looks awesome and, and it looks just basically like their warner brothers rendition of it uh, but there's a little girl on the inside so that's kind of funny oh weird justice league 3001 uh, is there any uh, uh, books that you're currently reading london uh, I try, but um, <laughs> it's so hard to keep up. <laughs> but I have been following the new uh, Batman Robin Eternal. Nice, and that's yes. been and that just hit its fourth issue this week, and that and so it's been a month or like four months for of, it. Of, week, of, of, of a of weekly week. title book. Yeah, yep. and um, and I I like the. I mean, I like the fact that Cassandra Cain, if anyone is is that is back, back. in comics because mm. I really liked her. She's so awesome. <laughs> I thought, girl. yeah. And even though Barbara Gordon will always be my Batgirl, which that's the other thing I'm following too, Batgirl and so and Batman. Yes. Those are the three I'm trying to juggle <laughs> and trying to make sure I keep up. Now with. someone stepped into the Nightwing mantle, pretty much, right? Right. A new a girl has yeah. stepped in. Really? As Nightwing? No way. Is what they're, what I feel like. Oh, because Grayson's it's a loose. like, yeah, it's very loose. it is. It's kind of, especially in the last, in, in, in issue four, it's kind of like, we're, they feel like they're trying to set up something, mm-hmm. but they just are like, yeah. oh, they're just letting this it go is, right now. This is defining uh, Dick Grayson before, before he was basically like, in the new 52, Cause he was on his Batman. own, right? He, he was Nightwing. Now? Yeah. But this had just happened after Battle for the Cow, right? Where he had been Batman, so it was like this weird like arc of of um, Dick Grayson has had, and then he enters the New Fifty Two as like red suit Nightwing, and then you're like, well, we didn't get to see like any like understanding of of Dick as uh, Robin, yeah. Uh, so this gives a glimpse into the back and forth of the when he when he was robin and that like dynamic between them and then now when he's grayson this sort of like uh secret investigator so guy. this like the new grayson title isn't yeah. relevant to batman and robin internal no it is oh it is yeah. it is 
Okay, so that's why yeah. they're getting. If a Eddie were here, yeah. he would make a remark of like, <laughs> he doesn't like it? the Graysons. No, he just <laughs> he took a he took a, uh, a a jab at convergence that I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, because you like earlier. love convergence, I know, though. I, know. I don't love it. It was just. <laughs> Jeff King's a nice guy, and I think he gave a story that was good, and people need to respect that. Um, I respect it. Anyway, Aristotle, you look like you want to say something. Uh, I was just going to say, do you want to tell us about your panel again? Yeah, for tell us one more time three. before we like yeah. give our sign-off. Oh, um, yeah, it's Battle of the Batmans. It's on October 30th, which once this podcast airs, it's mm-hmm. kind of past, so hopefully I did good. I'll try to get it <laughs> But, but okay. yeah. It's uh it's Friday at six PM in room five eighteen and it's from six to seven. Very cool. And yeah, so it's I'm gonna talk about animated series and Justice League Batman. Fun. Cool. And then what's your handle and stuff like that online? All the social media. Oh, all that on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash history of the Batman. You can follow on Twitter at twitter.com slash hist of the Batman. And Facebook.com slash History of the Batman. And speaking of social media, um, since this is uh, revolving around uh, Halloween where everyone that does like cosplay and costumes and things like that, happy marriage, um, we want to see these costumes that are coming out for uh, this month and like and just the day and celebrating. And so if you have a costume that you're proud of and you want to show us, we'll feature it on our social media um if you're listening to this episode you're like yo i got this really dope outfit that i wore maybe, this year maybe someone will show you up in green lantern outfit someone i'm hoping yeah. i hope somebody has the most <laughs> legitimate costume One that, that way i can everything. be like yo if i give you my measurements can you make me look fucking fresh yeah um, green lantern but yeah, we will we will pimp you out if you feel uber confident in your costume. You want to show us what you wore this year? Uh, let us know on Twitter yes. um, or on Instagram if you like, on and Facebook. we will repost it and we will uh, uh, share with you and show you some love. And even if you see me on Saturday, I'll be dressed up. Yeah. So come say hi. And if you see me driving on a route, yes. Yeah, I'll give you a really fast ride. <laughs> yeah. Pull over, get but off the road. don't, like, hit me. Let him I won't. Pass by. But it's funny because, like, I look fresh to death in that jacket. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I'm driving a 96 Mercury Sable that, because it's Los Angeles and the sun is just beating down on that car, it's peeling. It's doing the peeling thing. Also, should you mention it's, like, super purple? Uh, What is Your blue. car. It's blue-purple. It looks super purple. <laughs> because it's sunburnt. <laughs> Speaking of LA weather, um, I don't want to like start a stand-up set, but why is it so like hot and dry? The wind. I'm like the most. You know the Dane windy. Cook joke about the itchy asshole. My whole body is an itchy asshole right now. Too. It's just like I'm so irritated. It's like yeah. these dry winds are blowing in. You gotta get that lotion. It's the dust and dirt and pollen. I I don't think I've ever had a day in my life that I've been like I can't wait to go home and shower and as a straight male moisturize the entirety of my body because <laughs> this just Vaseline. i'm so irritated right now <laughs> i could tell i drank so much water and i feel like the worst irritation i've ever felt in my life i don't understand it i feel like there's a little tmi <laughs> is it 
Well, I went there too late. <laughs> it's all right. Aristotle's not going to try and cut that out. <laughs> Don't He's cut it out. He's shaking his head no. He's like, it's it. staying in. <laughs> well, London, I thank you for coming on to the show. No, we all um, thank you guys for having me. I, uh, Especially with this book. It's yes. Or the Long Halloween. Um, yeah, if there's amazing. anything that you feel like we missed... Let us know if you want to gush about Long Halloween and we miss something. There's a character you want. Let us know um, on Twitter. Also, um, follow London's podcast, too. Subscribe yeah. To yes. Give History of the Batman a listen along with uh, Pod Sequentialism. So, yeah, we're going to sign off with... Uh, Disney Click. Uh, Disney Click as well. Lizard. Uh, Digital Lizards, Lizards of Doom. There you go. What else am I missing before I say... Uh, I think that's uh, all. Uh, for Aristotle, now. do you want to play a little bit of that uh, electronic you were doing? Yeah, we'll, well, that, that's too much. Setup. We'll do a sign off. Also, happy Halloween, everyone. You should rap. I suck at this. Try it. This was Melcast 3.0. Happy Halloween, fucking ween. I'm really bad at this. Show. Go. This show. Halloween scary. Oh, here we are in the hallway making our exit. I don't know how to rhyme with exit. Eczema, (laughs) eczema, eczema, eczema. My skin is itchy. (laughs) Oh dear lord. Bye. (laughs) Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.